gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello everyone in the podcast universe, this is Gayish. The podcast that wouldn't trust a vampire to give a blowjob. <laughs> Too pointy. Too teethy. <laughs> Plus, though, you're not getting blood out of there, sir. Really? Why go for the neck? Why not go for the dick? <laughs> I mean, neck is usually exposed. <gasps> Except maybe your dick is exposed because you're a voyeur. Uh, coming this episode on Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And, and today... Today we're going to talk about voyeurism. We're going to take a look at voyeurism. We're also going to learn to spell it as I have, having to type this <laughs> over and over. Because things don't like autocorrecting voyeur to voyeur, even though you got real close. Because it, I guess it's like, ew, worried about that word. V-O-Y-E-U-R. What did you, you think it was? You know, there are lots of variations <laughs> that went into the researching. Sometimes the O was the E. I knew there was like the weird U in in there. And sometimes it was like V, E, U, like voice. Yeah, French. Okay, French people. <laughs> um, but first. But first. Do you have oh, something? Yeah. You have a thing. Thank you to Nicholas. Fuck me. Okay, Hyde. I think it's just Hyde. Hyde. Maybe, Nic- maybe Heidi. I don't think it's. Nicholas H. for becoming a patron. We appreciate you, but not enough to ask you <laughs> how to say your name. <laughs> it's reserved for those higher level folk. Um, thank you for patronizing us. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, they're patrons and we're patronizing. <gasps> oh. Um, and also, we haven't mentioned this in a while, and we know we've gotten uh, new listeners. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review because that helps us the three r's yeah i mean you can subscribe if you want i care a little bit less about that i mostly just want those stars give me that star money yeah like super mario we want to become invincible and kill everything (laughs) yes so give us your stars mostly weird looking turtles oh yeah all the ever all the bad guys and their weird looking turtles are ghosts bowser weird looking turtle with spikes on his back who just loves the ladies. <laughs> um, do you have news? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, there's news. Are you ready for the news? I'm ready for the news. Are you Are you sure you're ready for the news? No. Oh, I'm really not. Okay, so... You can say it. Was anyway. it last week we were talking about Terry Crews? I think he came up. Yeah, okay. Uh, he can't fuck me anymore. Just... Why? So you know. Yeah. Um, so he has come under fire for uh, some tweets on February the 25th of this year. Um so there was a New York Times opinion piece called Why Does Obama Scold Black Boys? And um, Terry Crews took offense to the piece. So a woman wrote this op-ed, and he was apparently upset at that. He, he said, quote, Another thing that bothers me is that this op-ed was written by a woman about how boys should be taught to grow into successful young men. How would she know? That tweet was, was criticized for being misogynistic, um, which he, he denied. But here's the part that makes him not have access to my butthole anymore. <laughs> In a now deleted tweet, Cruz tweeted, quote, I've reiterated many times that same-sex couples and single parents can successfully raise a child, but I believe paternal and maternal love are like vitamins and minerals to humanity. Love is not gendered. A child will not starve with only one gender loving them, but they will be severely malnourished. Eh. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, sometimes when you think about the, like the examples he gave, it's like 
if you're a opposite sex couple, like if you're straight and your husband dies, like you fucked up, you know, like you, that person has no control over them becoming a single parent. So it's like, why are you blaming like demonizing one group accidentally demonizes all these other groups that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would at least let them. I would let the tip in still. No, 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 no. Because tip of his finger, like single parents and queer people are fine, but mommy and daddy is better. Yeah. That's not, that's not okay. Yeah. That's just not okay. Fine. Yeah. No access. Um, but he's so muscly. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make up for anything? He's this is crazy. He's been like, you know, very positively received. That's not what, but like for talking about his own abuse and supporting the Me Too movement. Um, so then to be on the like other side of gay people, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Especially because he's so muscly. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Behind all those muscles are a misogynistic homophobe. Um, he did say, I apologize to anyone who was hurt by my severely malnourished tweet. It was in response to someone who said kids wouldn't starve. It was poorly worded, so I deleted it. It was also poorly, like, it's not just the words. It's uh, this is poorly intentioned and just all around poor. Just poor. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He's should cruise away from me <laughs> rich in abs poor in brain thinking <laughs> your biceps can't help you now terry cruz <laughs> um okay enough about him sure okay great uh so next um i wanted to talk about the whole united methodist church thing ah been, fuck those assholes you've been following it just like the two stories of like they're thinking and then it's like oh they've decided yeah. Those are the, yeah. Oh, okay. So the United Methodist Church, actually, especially in the United States, is typically pretty liberal about. My dad grew up Methodist. Really? Yeah. Really? And that turned into him growing up nothing because I, I never went to church. Funny thing, being a Methodist is not the same thing as method acting, which <laughs> like, I kind of confuse the two yes. every once in a while in my head. I am often Methodist. Methodist. Method. Methodist. Methodist? Hold on. I'm getting all confused. <laughs> I can't say this word anymore. Okay. You keep going. I'll think. Okay. Methodism. Methodism. Me Methodists. Methodists. Method acting. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they had their worldwide United Methodist General Conference. It just happened to be in the States in St. Louis, Missouri, but it is all Methodists worldwide. And on the table was a motion to allow congregations to conduct same-sex weddings and to hire openly LGBT plus clergy. Okay? Okay. They all... I know the results, so I'm, I'm sad going into this. Yeah, well, so, I mean, to fast forward, the result was simply that they voted that one down and then voted in a motion that would actually strengthen their opposition to LGBT plus inclusivity, uh, including um, that those churches that oppose their opposition... <laughs> should feel free to leave the church in a worldwide context a lot of the argument was around how you know this would totally kill the church in africa this would totally kill the church in parts of asia that this is um i don't care right, like that, know, well, doesn't, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't change my beliefs about human equality yep yep exactly exactly um, also like the like they <laughs> 
feel free to leave. That's like they did the equivalent of like when the person whose party you're at yawns. <laughs> it's just like no, they get the fuck out. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. Um honey, we should go to bed so our company can leave. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so there is there's some goodness here. A lot of Methodist churches in the United States have publicly said we will not conform. We will continue to be not only just a uh, accepting but affirming church. They can kick us out if they want to, but that's what we're going to do. And if we end up having to leave, so be it. Hmm. We've made our decision. And lots of like pictures of, you know, those church signs that they have outside with all of the letters. Mm -hmm. A lot of really lovely things about, hey, gay people, we love you. And um, this doesn't change anything. So just it's something to watch, I guess. This is um, a pretty major schism in the church, and we'll see what happens. Episcopalians did just fine with it, but of course that was like back in the 70s or something. Hmm. Um, but this is just the latest giant church that's having to struggle with the changing socio-political climate when it comes to gay people. Sociopolitical. <laughs> I love it when you talk sociopolitics. Great. <laughs> a lot of our politics nowadays do seem pretty sociopathic, so that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Sociopathological? So, yeah. Great. <laughs> That's what you meant, right? Yeah, totally. I really want to, like, I really thought hard about how to make this a thing. Like, anytime there is a group of people gathering for anything to decide what rights they want to give gay people, trans people, whatever, I want to have an equal and, like, nearby meeting to decide if bigots should be allowed in the same thing. Like, yeah. you're not allowed to debate on my rights, but let's debate on people that are hateful dicks. Like, yep. that's a fair <laughs> thing. Like, I would want to have a method, a meeting for anyone in the Methodist church who wants to attend, and let's decide on if people that openly discriminate against LGBT people should be allowed to stay in the Methodist church. Yeah. Like, I just want to find all of those, like, any meeting for any group or anything, and just, like, do that meeting at the same time. Yeah, yeah, down. Especially nearby, I like that idea. Yeah. Like, like it... it Preferably in the same hotel. Oh my god! Right? Like yeah, one conference room over. <laughs> yep. Just in case, like some people wander in accidentally, and, and we get <laughs> to the, really. You just make the sign that, like, here's the Methodist Church convention or whatever they are called <laughs> yeah. reunion, yep. uh, non cult like meeting of general conference. But yes, yeah. Um, or you just do it in the same room and like. The, like there's a person speaking, you just stand in front of them and talk louder. Let's decide if I'll Hello, everyone. It's Kyle here. <laughs> Are you hateful? You might not belong here. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to take a vote. <laughs> um, yeah. Methodists, thank you and fuck off. <laughs> Method actors. Thank you and fuck off. Yep. <laughs> you yep. really don't need to pretend to be your character when you're at the craft services table. So, it's like when uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were talking about which actors they would bang, and I forget, they said... Um, oh, he's method, so he could act like he's into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was one of the Hulks, I think. Oh, Edward Norton. Ed Norton, yeah, he's method, so he, yeah, he, he's he'll convince me that he's and actually into it. Amy Poehler picked Mark Ruffalo because... We know she likes it, Ruffalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should we, instead of doing our episode, just reread Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's Golden Globe ooh, ooh. openings? Which of us is which? Which is the who? Well, which of us is Tina? Which of us is Amy? Okay. Unfortunately, I mean, I would obviously want to be Tina Fey more than most people. <laughs> Wait, 
I yeah, I mean that in both ways that could mean. Okay. Um, but I think in this case, like Amy Poehler is the one talking about like love and sex and doing it a whole bunch, and Tina Fey is the one that's like, what is it like she ten did, minutes once a year? Yeah, she, she'd be more likely to say sociopolitical. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> She's got those glasses on. She has to say sociopolitical like once every five sentences. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in her contract. Though. Yep. <laughs> With Warby Parker. Um, okay. Last but not least, I do want to just briefly touch on the atrocities that are happening in Chechnya. Mm, um, yeah. it, it, it continues uh, that although, so if you don't know what Chechnya is, it is technically part of Russia, but it's a semi-autonomous region. And what that means is it has its own government. It has its own laws. It has its own police force. It's not really Russia. It would be like if the state of California decided to just like be its own country and the United States was like, okay, we'll let you do that, but you're still part of the United States on paper. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Chechnya has its whole own thing. The Republic of Chechnya claims that there are no gay people in Chechnya. Meanwhile, they're rounding them up torturing them forcing them to utter the names of other gay people so that they can go and be rounded up and tortured also and um they're calling this the quote-unquote purge mm -hmm. let's talk about the quote-unquote thing real quick somebody wrote oh, in boy. and they said that they hate it when somebody says quote-unquote i don't care i quote-unquote don't care <laughs> <laughs> and i will quote-unquote keep doing it <laughs> it's one of those like i first of all i i, I totally understand like once you once something bothers you once it's a pet peeve mm -hmm. you can't not hear it you can't not be upset by it yeah i understand that feeling mm -hmm. i just know that it's such a part of my vernacular there's no way i'm gonna stop there's just no possible way for me to quit doing that yeah and I, and if we changed for based on everyone's opinion on exactly how we should talk this might be a better podcast. <laughs> and why would we want that? I want to be myself, not better. Don't fuck with our mediocrity. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to gay concentration camps yeah. in Chechnya. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, I, it's terrible. It's an ongoing story. I think we've talked about it a couple of times, but I just want to bring people up to speed that this, this is the kind of thing that is actually happening to gay people in the world. Yeah. That we have a long ways to go in this country, but there's a lot further to go in other countries in terms of, of the treatment of, of LGBT people. So I wanted to let everybody know what they can do about it if they want to. Um, there is a GoFundMe that was started by Gay Star News called the Chechnya Crisis Appeal. It's in partnership with the Russian LGBT network. And uh, the address is GoFundMe.com slash Chechnya dash crisis dash appeal. That's C H E C H N Y A, Chechnya dash crisis dash appeal. Then, there, uh, if you are so inclined, you can give a donation that directly affects the ability of these organizations to um, provide asylum support to gay people who want to get the fuck out of Chechnya and somewhere that they can put their dicks in asses or put dicks in their asses. Uh, dicks belong wherever it is consented to be belonging in. Yes. And that's that's my personal quote. Yes. Yes. Unquote. Yes. 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 It costs something like $4,400 to get a single person asylum to like get their shit together and get them um, 
out of the out of, out of the region. Wow. So, uh, and and every every dollar that they that they raise through this GoFundMe is uh, toward that. Effort. And, and that's actually like not a lot of money to save a human's life. Like forty four hundred should not be a- right. It was thirty five hundred dollars to do a hate crime. So like <laughs> this is it's slightly more expensive to do the opposite of a hate crime. Yeah, yeah, to save someone from a hate crime. Although this one is real. <laughs> but the other one might be real too. We're not sure. Yeah. Jury still has not been formed yet. They are still harping on this $3,500 check like it's the smoking gun. Except it's for personal training. And it seems it's, believable to me that it, it's for personal training. I have to believe that the Chicago PD has something else that they're not. I hope so. Showing to the public. Otherwise, that's a shitty case. And very terribly handled by the yeah. police boss. Yep. Uh, last but not least. You said that already. I know, but I just had, this is on a personal note. Oh. This is a correction. This is a self-correction. Wow, this doesn't happen often. Multiple times in reference to the Jesse Smollett case, talking about the check and the text messages, I used the word salacious. And I've been thinking about that, that something didn't quite strike me as correct about that. And then when I listened to the episode, I was like, oh yeah, I use that word a lot. I don't think I'm using it right. I'm not. I'm using it totally wrong. The word salacious there must be some sort of sexual overtone or connotation for something to be salacious. It's not merely shocking or interesting, which is the way that I was using it. Oh, and I think the way a lot of people use it. Yeah. Salacious so, has to involve saliva. That's how you remember it. That, that's salacious a, that's saliva. A good mnemonic for that word. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, that's it. Cool. Well, I have no corrections because everything I've done has been great. Um, I agree, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> what do you... What are you up to? What are you lo- What are you looking for? Do you want my wine or what's going on? I'm already drinking your wine. I know. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about voyeurism? Let's talk about voyeurism. Um, to start us off. Yeah. Do you want to listen to one of our Facebook group members who suggested this? Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that maybe this will just make people flock to our voicemail inbox because yep. they might have a chance of hearing themselves on the radio. Like now. Hey, guys. This is Manning. <laughs> It'll go right there. <laughs> he doesn't sound like that, but I can't. <clears throat> All right. Hey, Mike and Kyle, fan of the show. Uh, This is Brandon. I'm actually a part of the Facebook group and all this stuff. Uh, Okay, I had, uh, I guess, a random episode idea for y'all, if you could do it. It's on, I guess, voyeurism. Uh, and what spawned this idea for me was that I got the security camera set up in my house and my friend was staying over and, um, I don't know, he, uh, he came from out of town. So, um, I was at work like every day while he was here for the most part. And I was like, eh, I wonder what he's doing. Like, hopefully he's not too bored just staying at the house or anything like that. So of course I check it and he's like jacking off throughout the middle of the day. And I don't know, I I still just wanted to just keep watching it as it was happening. And then it was like every day after that, it was like every day he's always jacking off and I just, it's always on the camera. So I was like, shit, uh, one, should I tell him about the camera or I guess the voyeuristic side of me of, or just, just wanting to just see other shit like that? I don't know. Uh, I just kept watching it. And I still haven't told him about it yet. But, yeah, I guess if y'all could do that, then that would be 
kind of interesting just to hear your thoughts on that and your experiences and whatnot about just being a voyeur or I guess or the exhibitionist side of it as well of if you've done stuff just hoping that people would see you type thing but yeah uh guess that's it for me uh love the show again and yeah can't wait for the next episode all right bye so Brandon thank you for the idea thank you for the voicemail thank you for it being a person thank you for giving us something to think about and yep. look at yep and thanks for being a friend so you are, are into voyeurism or might be into it how much do you know about your own voyeuristic potential okay okay so there's voyeurism is believe it or not an overloaded term at some point in recent history it became not just sexual that that what's the other option? people will say i'm totally a voyeur or i have voyeuristic tendencies when they mean i just like to look in people's windows and look at their couch and what art they have hanging on their wall we did ask for people's input on the facebook group and one of them did write in and talk about like liking having open windows because i want to see how it's like things are designed and yep i am 100 percent like full-blown i can't not look in an open window yeah like it's just intensely intensely curious to me yeah also in a sexual sense i think that we're gonna have to break it down to consensual voyeurism mm -hmm. versus the illegal kind of voyeurism yeah i got like when i was doing research a lot of things were about the illegal kind and then i was like oh i feel like a little bit weird that yeah this is very important distinguishing characteristics of if everyone is in agreement or not there's voyeurism and there's scoptophilia Ooh. yeah well yeah. do you, you were gonna tell us more about it or are you just gonna get into what is voyeurism oh you want me to do that well yeah well, okay but you don't oh so and then we'll we'll take figure out if what we each have what we're each afflicted with okay i really do like to a degree that i wonder if there's something wrong with me Aww. have like i like to watch and not participate things which after now that i read all of this freud and history about it pretty sure that i want to fuck my dad or something like just based on you want to like reverse oedipus or something like or... there's um he had uh, freud had this whole like well i'm going to talk about it more but but this whole idea that voyeuristic tendencies are indi indicative of like severe neurosis and that it could cause health problems and total like weird mental health problems and... oh is this why you're crazy yeah, is might... this the root of your crazy i might be crazy well no okay i don't think there's i think this is like when you read all the things about it and so i was reading all the like you know criminal and non-consensual and it leads to all these like you know it escalates and all that part of it it's like I feel like we need to be a little bit more honest about voyeurism and like not just be like, it's terrible, it's horrible, because that's yeah. all I saw. And I don't think that's the case. I think right. everyone has some degree of wanting to sneak a look when it, they're not supposed to. And, you know, I I don't think it's I just think everyone's like pretty much when, the only thing that's written about it is the negative or the criminal side. So I have hidden in exactly zero bushes to <laughs> look at someone's bush through their window. <laughs> And uh, how about rose gardens? I feel like those are a good gross. No. Okay. So thorny. So, um, feeling pretty thorny right now. <laughs> Never without consent. And um, I think, I think it, it's, um, 
I don't know. Would it when it, have you done this before? Like watched people? I like you talked about like in threesomes. So it's I've I've been to a bathhouse a couple of times. I, it, less than six, but I've gone mm-hmm. and um, m- multiple times have either watched when there was clearly an invitation to watch mm-hmm. and really enjoyed myself and even once asked a dude in the shower would it be okay if i just watched you and he was like oh yeah for sure and that was really hot because mm. he was like taking a shower for me and mm-hmm. like we never made any sort of contact at all but that was like there was something really awesome about that um so yes i guess it's the short answer <laughs> very, very short short question yeah this question five minutes later the answer is yes and uh, so there, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I think you've always wanted to be like, well, what's my like thing and kink? And maybe I just don't have one. And like you do though, you just, then when you find yours, like judge yourself for it. Yeah. Which like my therapist has so much work to do. <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> income from Mike Johnson. Job security. Job security. Okay. How about this? How about this? You're going to. I'm nervous about <laughs> What? No, I'm nervous of the judgment face that you're going to make because of your business acumen. Okay. Totally normal, neutral. I'm ready. My insurance covers counseling and therapy. Mm-hmm. She won't bill insurance. I have to fill out the paperwork and send it in, and I've never done it. My mm. insurance company owes oh. me thousands of dollars for my therapy because I won't get off my ass and fill out the paperwork for it to the point that like, I'm pretty sure there's something going on like symbolically or psychologically mm. that like I think maybe about control or about you're just lazy or I could just be lazy. I think that, no, I get that. Like I hate coupons and gift cards because it's like, okay, now you've added this pressure to me that I have to carry this thing around with me wherever I go in case I stop at this one coffee place and it makes my wallet bigger and then I'll forget it. And it, it's just, they just cause me a lot of anxiety. So I've just given myself permission to throw those away when I get them or give them away. <gasps> you can give them to me. Great. I, the, I, I have I, a gift card drawer that I also don't use. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> really just to round out the gift card drawer, not really for any money spending purposes. Um, I, the voyeurism, I don't, I'm, I, I don't think it's me. I don't think the voyeur side is me. I think, so the other side of voyeurism, the, but you the, watch porn, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the, the, this is something I'm going to explore. Like, is it is that just varying degrees, right? Like, is voyeurism just the real life version of the porn of yesterday? Is <laughs> voyeurism, man? Um, I that to me doesn't feel the same because it's like they're. I don't think so. I mean, they don't know you're watching, except they do. I mean, they do. They they <laughs> literally filmed it so I can watch it. All right. That's why they, at the beginning they say, "Hey, Kyle," and yep. then they start fucking. <laughs> Every porn, <gasps> customized porn, tailored porn. We team. could so make money doing this. Should our just get Calvin Banks? I was going to say our giant dick to new come friend Calvin and- Banks. <laughs> spell come. <laughs> um, but then, like you just okay, do the Calvin, com- take three hundred and twelve. This time, say Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be like our patrons. Yeah, we could make custom porn for our patrons. Yeah, just another. <laughs> Our numbers drop. Yeah. <laughs> People turn away from the Patreon. <laughs> um, I think that like, I feel like I could start watching and that'd be fun. But then eventually like, I want to get something inside me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I just, mm. uh, that's sexy. And like, but then after a while it's like, 
okay, but who's going to fuck me now? You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. so I think I'd rather be on the other end um, where someone watches. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Great. It it is interesting that like part of the paradigm is non-participation and that's that's weird yeah like well it's not not i mean i should use a different word than weird that's really judgy like positive self-talk mike johnson shut up kyle (laughs) um that that, uh uh, non-participation is part of the scenario and that really that really changes it right it's like it's a fundamentally different sexual transaction that's occurring than like what sexual transaction (laughs) was like that sounded very sex worker-esque which is fine but just a i'm gonna drink my whiskey laden coffee now (laughs) just imagining like your grinder profile like in search of sexual transactions like that would be (laughs) i don't know if i'd be turned on or turned off cash only make a deposit (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) okay why don't you tell us about voyeurism okay um okay so oh before that to finish up (laughs) which is an important part of voyeurism i do think that there is sort of the pathological part of voyeurism which is that you like to spy on people you like to sneak into their bushes while they are unaware that you are there and like jerk off on their cat (laughs) like looking through their window at night and I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm thinking about the other kind of voyeurism, whatever that that is, whatever the name of that should be, like the consensual version, the consensual version, or um, at the at very least, whether there's consent or not, the other person is aware that that's what's happening. Here, here's where I'm going with this. I think as a closeted gay person starting from just the very beginnings of puberty and being in the locker room with dudes, your sexuality is scary as fuck. You have all of these powerful feelings that you do not understand that you're trying to figure out how to deal with, and there are naked boys around you. So all you can do is look and not get caught. So mm. there's the combination of visually, that's all you get. Yeah, That's all you get is the visual part of it, and it's scary you got to hide, don't get caught doing it. Yeah. And I think maybe that turns into the bad kind of voyeurism for huh. some people. But um, I, I really I really think that for people like me anyway, the, a lot of it is wrapped up in that, right? Like mm. all you have is what boys look like in their swimming trunks at the pool, the occasional locker room encounter. But if you're not okay with being gay, if you're not okay with acting out on it physically participating in a physical sexual transaction with another boy all you have is the visual stimulation the visual titillation of that and sort of your private enjoyment of that Hmm. and i i think i i I think that that's a lot of what's going on for me i did not think about that that makes a lot of sense for you know a lot of gay people have had that experience i too like where and I, i think part of it is also the risk or the um you know the the taboo nature of it like yeah and part of that can be like laws or they don't know where this is wrong but i mean in the same vein part of it could be you know when you're in the locker room you know like you're trying not to get caught you know that it's or you think that you've been told that it's bad so you don't know how to exactly act but you still like the desire to see naked boys is high enough that you're willing to take a risk and 
take a look at least that was me and i'd try to do it like i know i'm horrible at this like a super casual look like just like glance up and like maybe i'm looking behind you at the thing <laughs> in the corner <laughs> you know like it's you've just, mastered the like if they turn their eyes towards you your eyes go somewhere else real guys, fast. yeah like, yeah which i think like that never were i'm always like i like looking at people like on the bus and stuff and then every now and then like i'll get caught when you get caught twice by the same person, then you're like, I cannot look at this person one more time. Otherwise, I'll be the creepy Jane. Yep. Yep. There's, um, I think there's some thoughts up too about the like foot fetishes start that way, that that's actually hmm. a part of the human body that people expose more often and that that becomes the soul, the, the conduit. <laughs> the soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, <laughs> Or like ankles, like I'm way into ankles, says the Victorian guy, because that's the only part oh. of the woman that you can see. But I think it'd be that. I thought it, I would think it'd be like, oh, what's hidden? Like your tits and vagina. So like that's the more like. Yeah, but isn't that whole like it's hidden because it's dirty and bad and gross. So instead of that, I'm going to be I'm into, the part, be into feet? the part that I can see. Right. Uh. Like that's the part that's not being hidden. So that makes it somehow OK. So then let's just like funnels all of your libido into the part that's acceptable i guess so i just think like thinking something's dirty so going for feet like feet are gross feet are gross they're gross and dirty i had someone that was like into feet that i dated briefly and i never knew if you want like do you want me to clean these very well before you start i don't know foot checking me or whatever you're doing with my feet or like do you want them to just smell like they smell? I didn't, I didn't know. I was like on board with trying things, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. I just gave him my socks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not into feet. And I know that like a lot of people that are, it's about like the scent, hmm. um, which I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm trying to, I'll be sex positive and say, like, Oh yeah. I think I said they're gross to good, me. Good for you. My for feeling. It, right? Yeah. 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 Well, a lot of people, a lot of people take sex out of the equation like don't put your fucking feet on my couch right <laughs> yeah like like yeah. they have serious germophobic almost sort of relationship with with feet and i i think that that's that's not you being i don't think of that when i say feet are gross because they're objectively dirty and gross yeah right yeah like, yeah i agree anyway so well, your voyeurism is rooted in hobo home self homophobia what's that called internalized homophobia yeah good i job. got it before dan unmuted <laughs> <laughs> it was like the pressure that's like the the countdown clock of like how how long until dan unmutes himself <laughs> and i that pressure maybe helps me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting i never thought about where that would come from and yeah, yeah i think everyone has it to some degree but yeah maybe you're right maybe like being gay and going for a certain amount of time without being able to like intensifies that because that's the only way you're able to like relieve it as you guys were talking, uh, I was curious about what the sort of clinical definition of, of voyeurism as a disorder was. And so the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, uh, has like certain criteria. And one of them that I found was really interesting based on what you were describing is that uh, to have voyeuristic, uh, yeah, voyeuristic disorder, you have to be at least 18 years old because it's widely accepted that adolescents are naturally curious about bodies and and so um so you have to be at least 18 you have to have have these urges for at least six months and they have to significantly cause uh 
cause distress or impairment in uh, social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. So, like a lot of a lot of disorders in in uh, in mental health, if it's if it's not cause impairing your life yeah. in a significant way, it's not a disorder. It's yeah. just fun. It's taken me a long time in my own therapy to come to this place where I realize like there's nothing wrong with you if it's not causing you problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It's just and all and to me also realizing like you may have some level of this like I feel like I've learned that I feel like I have some level of bipolarness and it's not to the point where it affects me in a negative way and in fact high functioning I well I don't even think I don't know that I would call myself high functioning <laughs> moderately functioning <laughs> achieving minimum standards for human beingness um no I just think like. I've just learned, I've kind of figured that out about myself. And then when I get into the more like manic stages where I'm productive, then I'm excited because I'm like, great, I'm going to do so much things. And I do those things. So like things aren't just, it's you have it or you don't. A lot of things are on some kind of spectrum. And yeah, it's just like, does it tip the spectrum into negatively affecting your life in some way? I'm going to say something nice. So shut up. <laughs> Where's the nice, the nice it's, thing hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I take it. <laughs> it's, it, I think it's really hard for patients and doctors for that matter sometimes because like you are smart and talented enough that even at your worst, when you're really suffering, you're still pretty okay as a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like people, people that are, people that are, are, are less innately smart and talented are like when they are going through a bad stage, they are, they're just fucked. Yeah. Right. Like they just totally fall off the rails and lose their home, lose their job, lose, like commit suicide, hurt themselves in some other way. Like, um, and that's hard right because now i'm gonna make it about me for a long time i didn't have an adhd diagnosis and i was untreated for it because the argument was you finished college and you have a job you can't be adhd yeah right and no that's not that's (laughs) not true yeah right i no i totally agree i think that yeah like people's preconceived ideas I, i mean that's what a lot of people said about kate spade it's like but she like she was successful and she had money and it's like, well, that, that mental health issues don't really care about that. I think like that's part of my perfectionism is I will somehow find a way to get things done, but that doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing like major depressed, depressive episode. Yep. And it's hard to then, it's almost like sometimes I feel like I have to convince people that it's true and I can't use my like, but I have a good job that pays well and I do, you know, those kind of basic things. So it's really hard to like, even for myself, validate that this is a real thing that I'm experiencing. Yep. But I am. Yep. Great. Boyerism. <laughs> um, Boyerism. No, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the um, mental health book that talks about the definition um, because I wrote that down um, as something I wanted to make sure we talk about. And I think, Mike, you're absolutely right. I feel like there needs to be different words for the the fact that it's all under voyeurism seems like a little bit weird because it could be the totally okay, legal, consensual version that everyone loves and gets off to, or it could be this horrible thing that is very, you know, destructive and leads someone to be even shittier later. Like, it's so weird that that's all wrapped up in the same word. And um, If any hot people want me to watch them fuck, I will do it. I just... <laughs> Just putting that out there. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now you. <laughs> what? Five eight five five. Gage. Five, eight, five, five gage. <laughs> oh, 
or send us your amateur porn videos. No, 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 no. no? I got enough porn. But I, not of our listeners. I'm saying true. our listeners that's, could okay. film themselves and send them in. That's a poor substitute. It's like this giant dick quest that I'm on, right? Just sending me pictures of giant dicks. I appreciate that. I have enjoyed them. I'm going to have to see, <laughs> I feel touch, like... feel a <laughs> giant dick. To, experience like... with all senses. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's ten and a half inches, all right. Yeah, no, that's his feet. That's... <laughs> uh, why don't you say things about the history? Okay, sure. So um, the history of voyeurism, the word, didn't enter the English language until um, 1889. It came to us from... Oh, I was thinking 1989. 1889. 1889. That makes more sense. Came to us from French and um, probably because of Freud, who was a weird, weird dude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So voyeurism is the sexual interest in or practice of spying on people engaged in intimate behaviors, such as undressing sexual activity or other actions, usually considered to be of a private nature. And uh, the term comes from the French voir, which means to see. Um, a male voyeur is called a peeping tom or a jags. Have you heard of a jags? Only when I read the Wikipedia article that you're yeah. reading from right now. Yeah. And no, I have not heard it. And then I also stopped reading it because I was like, Mike is going to tell me about all this. Yep. Yep. It's also, exactly what's right. a lady peeping tom? I we don't... need like a, a name for her. Um, a spying Sally. Spying Sally. I think that works. Great. I'm spying Sally. <laughs> spying Sally. <laughs> um, but, 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 but. So, Freud. Back to Freud. This is super fucked up. Are you ready for some super fucked up shit? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so, Sigmund Freud, he used the term scopophilia to describe and analyze and explain the concept of Schaulust, because he was German, so all of his shit's German. The pleasure in looking. And he thought that it was a partial instinct innate to the childhood process of forming a personality similar to what Dan was saying before about like adolescents mm. are just curious about each other's bodies. Like, yeah. th- like this, this like intense need to look at other humans is a like developmental thing, which would make sense because like as evolutionarily you w- need to be aware of the things, the creatures, everything around you. Like you, I feel like keeping an eye on and watching other things around you would be natural. Plus when you're a kid, you're like, What's I got this dangly thing. Do you have that dangly thing? No, yep. you just got a cave. Interesting. Like, yep, 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 yep. So, <laughs> I want to talk well, about Ratman. Okay. Yeah. So, so Freud had all of these like code names for his patients when he would talk about them in lectures or in his writings or whatever. And, he called uh, one of them Ratman. Yeah, some of the other names are the like least possible An- X Men. Anna O, Little Hans, Wolfman. One of them was the Ratman, and um, a lot of researchers think that they know who Ratman was. But uh, his case history was published as I'm going to try some German. Hey, German speakers, tell me how I do. Bermenkugen über einen Fall von Zwangsneurose, which is notes upon a case of obsessional neurosis. What a beautiful language. Yeah, it is. So. This guy came to Freud and said, I have all of these obsessive fears and compulsive impulses. And his primary fear was that something terrible was going to happen to his father and his female friend, who later became his wife. And the, the fear was rooted in a story he heard from a fellow army officer 
concerning a Chinese torture method in which a large pot containing a live rat was strapped to the buttocks of a victim and the rat encouraged by a red-hot poker to gnaw his way out through the victim's anus. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. So, I feel like I've heard a version of that that was different. Like, you lay the person on the back and then put, like, rats on their stomach and put, like, stones or whatever around them so they can't get out anywhere else and they, like, dig yep. through your stomach. It's also in Game of Thrones, so. Probably, you know, an incest version of that is in Game of Thrones or something. So, so he, uh, this dude claimed that he fantasized about murder and suicide, um, and developed a bunch of OCD patterns. For example, he mentioned his habit of opening the door to his apartment between midnight and 1 a.m. so that his father's ghost could come in. Mm. Um, and uh, that he would um, then stare at his penis, sometimes using a mirror. His, his own, own, not okay, the ghost dad's. Not, okay. <laughs> Ghost father penis, you're looking at it, but it's invisible. <laughs> um, so through the therapy, he was uh, supposed to talk about the details of his sex life. He said that he first masturbated at age 20, so um, which is super, super late if he was telling the truth and the, apparently not jerking off until later will make you crazy. Well, really? Yeah. I, like, man, I was well, the first time I realized that I could like pee, but with white, a white version of it in a way that felt really good. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, all these feelings that I've had, like a dog that wants to hump everything. Like I finally figured out like to not figure out that you can have that kind of release for all those like the hormones and these. Oh, my God. I'd just be like fucking my pillow on the nightly. Yeah. Oh, OK. Why am I sharing Do it. This? Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, I started masturbating regularly before I could ejaculate. And um, I remember being very confused about what was happening. And then even more confused later when stuff started coming up. <laughs> um, I, okay, didn't, this is when I, like, I would try it, try jerking off, but I was always in the shower standing up mm. and I can't jerk off standing up. I have a hard time coming standing up and, still yeah. in general. Go ahead. Yeah, no, makes, you know sex in an airplane bathroom virtually impossible yeah. um, at, least, at least with a partner or yourself there's so little room to lay down on the ground <laughs> um so freud was treating rat man okay right okay. all right we're still in the middle of the story yeah. and all of it came down apparently to freud believed that all of this like rat up your butt stuff was was about having an anal intercourse with his father which okay. is not not gay, <laughs> uh, but it's more that. Hey, wait, but his father was dead. So yes. Okay. Well. Yeah. And oh. this is the best part is uh, I think that the treatment was ultimately not successful because the patient was killed in World War One. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. Um, but but the treatment was helping. I guess like the whole point of of analysis and, and therapy is that that talking about it like kind of cracks that shit open and lets yeah. it lets it breathe and it gets better wait so i didn't was any part of him i didn't hear any voyeuristic parts of him in that story yes so um he oh god okay hold on where did i see that his fear of rats was based on disguised anal erotic fantasies and rat man is just batman without wings yeah he is 
Scopophilia, scopedophilia was another of his obsessions, another of his compulsions. So he would... Oh, he would he would lock onto people that he would see and follow them while entertaining fantasies that he was going to marry them, including Freud's daughter. (gasps) Oh, no, that's so creepy. Yeah. And have you ever had a hot therapist? No. Anyway, apparently studying Ratman had a big part in Freud developing his theories about scoptophilia and voyeurism and rodents in your anus <laughs> <laughs> um i forgot what i was gonna say yeah me too i just was so excited about Ratman and that there was any sort of connection at all there was you kind of brought it back at the end great we pretty much like discounted everything freud has done or a lot of things he's done right so we probably didn't that guy Ratman sounds like he had like obsessive issues like you know, obsessing over a thought, obsessing over a person and watching them and following them, obsessing over ideas. Yep. Sounds like a... And there is a lot of overlap between obsessive compulsive, anxious, neurotic behavior and voyeurism as like the, the pathological kind of voyeurism mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're hiding in bushes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so so that's uh, that's Ratman and Scopophilia, um, which, or Scopophilia, it's either way. You can put the T in there or not. Because... Because why not? Who knows? Um, okay, well then, I'm going to tell you about at least the studies I could find. Okay. There were a couple studies that seemed to be like widely referenced, but I couldn't access them without paying like money, which I'm not going to. Um, yeah. So I'll tell you at least what I could find. Um, don't ask me questions about sources or... I mean, you can, but I'll just... I don't know. Every time you ask that, I'll just take a drink. Okay. Great. So there is... Most actual data I could find is... Um, uh, a Swedish study, which is interesting. <laughs> I bet they love that. Um, hey, Sweden. Hey, Sweden. Y'all talk like that. We're sweet on Sweden. <laughs> um, a So they have more, like, they're more pro-sex than U.S. US Boy, pretty- howdy. <laughs> and very, very secular. Church attendance in Sweden is, like, super low. Great. I mean, that's my dream. <laughs> Um, so the Swedish study, uh, used almost 2,500 people, 18 to 60 year olds. And they found that. So all of the people. So that's, that's a good <laughs> number. Of Sweden. That's a good number. Do you think they have about 2,500 people that live there? <laughs> um, just like trading with Ireland for potatoes or something. <laughs> um, so the number of people that had at least one incident of being aroused by exposing their genitals to a stranger. So this is the exhibition mm. exhibitionist side of it that mm-hmm. you just, um, so it was, uh, only 3% of people. So 4% for men, 2% for women saying they were sexually aroused by exposing their genitals to a stranger. Um, so really small number men though, double women. Cause like, dudes I, love showing the dicks. I know. Like, <laughs> I don't know that women get the same, effect of like showing their vagina because sometimes it just looks like a you know like a dust bunny like it doesn't actually look like like especially with a, in sweden especially in sweden it's based on the personal experience or just knowledge of swedish vaginas or it's from abba <laughs> okay that's how i base most of my <laughs> life lessons um so then in the same study 
then they're talking about the people of uh, the percentage of people uh, reporting an incident where they were aroused by spying on someone having sex. It was a lot higher. So 8% of people okay. said that they were 12% male, 4% female. Okay. So on the other hand, the U.S., which, as we know, is very anti-sex in you know, our schools, in general belief, religion, uh, you know, the way we teach sex, sex education. So um, one U.S. study found that 42% of college males had reported at least one incident of watching someone in a uh, secretly watching someone in a sexual situation. Whoa. So that's like a much different percentage, which that absolutely would make sense to me of like if you're in a pro sex culture where it's fine to look at porn, it's fine to talk about things, it's fine to experiment, you don't need to sneak a sneak, you can just do a do. Yeah. Um, whereas us people, they're so repressed, which goes into your point about like being gay is like adds additional repression, but like you're so repressed that you have to sneak, you yeah. have to sneak to peak. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just do it. Yep. Yeah. I just like to point out that there are over 10 million people that lived in Sweden. <clears throat> they forged it. Allegedly. Just like the Nobel prize, <laughs> uh, <laughs> application for Donald Trump. Did y'all see that? I mean, well, we don't know that in the past two years, the Nobel Prize Committee, or no, yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize Committee, like, said that there was a forged, like, application for Donald Trump. Wow. Like, they contacted the person that supposedly nominated him, and both times the person was like, no, I didn't do that. Where did it come from? Who knows? Ask, ask Jared. Um, uh, Jared from Subway, I mean. Okay, so the, the another wait, study. Wait, convicted pedophile Jared <laughs> from Subway? Yeah, I don't know. Kushner's too obvious. Great. Um, pedophile or child pornographer? I forget. He was one of them. Uh, he might be a, um, an either, exhibitionist either way, in he, the bad way. He no longer eats fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he liked the ultimate, the ultimate freshness. Children. <laughs> They're so fresh. Five dollar foot long. I would pay uh, more. <laughs> not, but for consensual. Okay, we're not. Um, different study. By the way, people people have complimented us on our just ADD random wanderings. So you're only encouraging. Yes, yeah, you're welcome, everyone. We're we're giving it to you hard this time. Okay, so this time I have a oh yeah, what? Dan's finger. I was just gonna clarify that uh, Jared Fogel, the Jared from Subway, was uh, he pled guilty in federal court to possessing child pornography and traveling to pay for sex with minors. Ew. That sounds so a little of both. Little. Episode eighty-one, pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like that you have that episode number just on lockdown. Um, okay, but this study I actually know the source: B.J. Rye and Glenn Meany. B.J. <laughs> and Meany. Meany. I don't know. This is so weird. Okay, in two thousand seven. This is one, it was so dumb. It just said like, it didn't say actual numbers. So I have no idea what these mean, but it, <laughs> a article, the reference said, according to Rye and Meany, a significant percentage of people, what's significant? Who knows? Oh, well, a significant percentage of people admitted they would watch this in the US. Yeah. Um, admitted they would watch an attractive person undressing if they knew they wouldn't be caught. Yeah. Which that seems, yeah. Like that seems like a, to me, that's like a no duh, which like, even though I'm not on, I feel like you're way more on the voyeuristic side. I'm on the like, sure, it's fine for revving up, but it's not going to, you know, get you there. I'm yeah. not going to travel 60 miles an hour with it. Um, 
I need a bus to jump on to <laughs> penetrate me. My metaphor fell down in the middle of that, but it's fine. Yeah, the train in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Show me that. Oh, no, I got the caboose. Where's your smokestack? I don't know. Was it clear that your smokestack is the cum? I don't know. Okay. Um, also, some people, uh, but more men than women, by how much? Again, whom knows? Probably a lot. Dudes are freaky. I know. I mean, even in even Swedish dudes are two to four times, no, two to three times grosser, depending on which numbers you look at. It's not gross. We support it in the consensual way. Um, but uh, some people admit they would watch two attractive people having sex if they knew they wouldn't be caught. Yeah. Who's not going to watch hot people? Even if it's like, even if it were two hot ladies, I would watch them have sex if, like, if it was in, like, an apartment. I would apartment. watch that just with, like, even closer attention to detail. Like, what is happening? <laughs> It'd be more, like, from a stu- like a study, like a researcher, like, Jane Goodall, like, studying the monkeys. You're just like, oh, no, I shouldn't compare women. I just mean not that women are, women are beautiful creatures. <laughs> Um, but you just like you you do it from a studying side. Whereas when there's a dude involved, it'd be from a like, man, I wish I could get railed. Yeah. There were just recently railed. Oh, like the train with the caboose. In the- <laughs> get railed. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The voyeurism railed way. Um, is the B and O railroad for blowjob and orgasm? The Reading Railroad. The writing <laughs> is the writing. <laughs> we're just talking about Monopoly now, right? Yeah. Park on my face, please. <laughs> Gayish monopoly needs to happen. Oh my god! The, like which the like little creatures or like the little things you move around. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Instead of not passing go, you don't pass come. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like a shoe, it'd be just a foot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be the dildo. <laughs> um. Oh no, I was going to say something mean. <laughs> you would be the dog, but then you'd give the dog away. I don't know what that means. Oh, because oh, a boomer? Yeah. Oh, you made it real sad. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I okay sorry not sorry I don't know oh what I was gonna say just recently oh god that's funny (laughs) um just recently I my condo faces the courtyard um so just recently there were just all these dudes in an apartment wearing jock straps and underwear like they were just all and the window was open that's not your fault exactly (laughs) and i was peeking through my closed blinds that's not my fault yeah (laughs) my blinds are arranged in a way that forces me to peep because there's a little blind missing where i took it out um (laughs) but it was just so i like wanted to it's not my fault my condo has a telescope (laughs) (laughs) um i like how can you not be curious and want to watch that and hope that they start group sexing each other did they did they group no each other? no <laughs> which if you're gonna get a bunch of dudes if you're gonna have together, a jock strap party get to fucking that's what i okay so but this is i think where i would be like oh my god yeah my fantasy is them fucking and then me going there and them all fucking me whereas you might just be okay with the watching them fuck part yeah well, i mean i, I would, would be more okay. than okay yeah i mean <laughs> so okay um i would i would i mean i'm down with that but like i would rather be like kind of in it mm-hmm. anyway that was my data numbers part awesome thank you i wouldn't know what to do with that many dudes take them in your ass one by one 
I know. I, 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 <laughs> it's, it's We're high fiving. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, it's very clear to me what you would do. I've, hypothes- I've hypothesized. I've fantasized about this scenario many times and lived it out only a couple. So, uh, all right. What? Nothing. This podcast has just done so much fucked up shit to my life. Okay. Why? Wait. Like, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Just the things, the things that I've said out loud to oh. no one else in the universe except the tens of people that listen to this podcast. It's just interesting. So having sex with one person doing like normal sex things is often too distracting for me to climax. Like I have a hard, like I'm sensory overload with just like one person doing relatively vanilla things. I get so easily distracted and then I just can't orgasm. Like, uh, like being on my knees, I can feel my knees, the contact, whatever surface we are on, if like, if it's too much, then like I just get totally focused on that instead of what's happening. So the idea of having like eight dudes all doing things to me at the same time, that just seems so overwhelming. I have no idea how it's possibly enjoyable. And uh, I have lots of ideas. <laughs> there are many ways that could be enjoyable. Um, and, and in a way, I wonder if that contributes at all to my voyeuristic tendencies, because like from a physical sensation standpoint i'm in charge Hmm. like i decide when and where and how things happen to me physically but then like it's visually very stimulating and that gets me going huh um interesting one-on-one sex is not overwhelming to me okay i mean that's why i I do it a bunch yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i don't doubt that at all like i i I don't think it is for for many people like i i mean enough to like i i didn't realize that was even a thing but that explains i mean that that helps give me greater context into why you're, uh, you know, just the why I'm the delight, <laughs> delightful person that you are. Yeah, the 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 quandary for myself is <laughs> what is your sexual quandary, Mike? I always assume that there's something wrong with me because other people don't seem to struggle with this, and the pleasure somehow for other people just totally, totally plows over, plows into, <laughs> gangbangs the 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 distracting. Part, right? What parts are distracting? I mean, so I get like blowing on your knees when you're, you know, on the, your knees are touching the hardwood floor of like on the captain's quarters on the pirate ship. Yeah. It, it kind of hurts. It's not yeah. iron. Like I've, I've, so I've been there, but what else is distracting? Like when you're in bed, like fucking, um, any, any like tiredness whatsoever, like in like my, like if I have to hold my weight with my legs and my quads hurt or my arms hurt from being in like a half push-up position or whatever you might just need to find your positions that's possible because you've said before like you would like to be the power though the you'd like a power bottom so that you could just lay there is that partly because you don't have to do like you have no other sensations just than like laying there yes huh absolutely i think i i agree that like you are not the stereotypical i brought her back to the topic of this show um you are not the stereotypical gay man that's like the idea of just fucking everything that moves and you're more selective and need different things but nothing you say sounds makes you sound weird to me or like it's all things that are just like i also like to drink cat pee just okay (laughs) how do you get it do you get like sponges instead of cat litter that way you can just okay so you buy yourself some veterinary (laughs) uh um sedatives and then you 
<laughs> you have to you have to knock the cat out and then get yourself a catheter and a catheter <laughs> and then drain its bladder into a bag and, yeah and then and then, and then murder the cat and then <laughs> murder this the is so specific <laughs> thought about this this is a very detailed okay other than <laughs> your pussy pee right <laughs> everything that you're saying like sounds very like oh great you know things that you're into what you like and don't like and there's going to be plenty of people that if you're just upfront with them about like i want you to ride my dick i can guarantee seattle's full of bottoms they want to sit on something like you can you'll you're fine yeah nothing you say sounds weird or gross or disgusting or like it's just it's it's just you found your things well here's a here's a so here, okay wow here's a like a fucked up constellation of things though i <laughs> It's not like I have a hundred dudes banging down my door and I need to find the four that would be into that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there are, there are, there are zero. Like, I, I don't feel like I can be prescriptive or descriptive about, I don't feel like I can be descriptive about what I'm looking for to an audience of no, not anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I don't get any bites at all on like my scruff profile. I don't know why I assume people are having sex that, are like in my age group and attractiveness scale but they're it's i don't and maybe if i'm i'm unraveling really quickly right now i love it it's oh, so it makes great podcasting it's <laughs> maybe damaging to you as on a personal level <laughs> but i'm not too worried about that um i'm gonna drink my rose and no but like what if putting what you like in your like your sexual interests out there maybe that would actually attract more people rather than like, like right now is your profile like does it talk does it talk about your interests other than like dan's gonna look at my profile on scruff and oh tell you. boy <laughs> i've never i don't think i've ever seen your profile if i've Only ever because it's my job right yes, I'm researching for that's... the podcast yeah. <laughs> um for our for our next fisting episode you'll just have to get fisted for research so I don't think I've ever seen your like profiles whenever if I if I ever sell like good friends like if I would ever see you before I was dating like on one of these apps I would block you really yeah that's interesting you wouldn't no no in fact in fact there are some friends that like I talk to them through scruff like more than any other oh I I guess deleting the app doesn't delete your like your information Uh, <laughs> Dan just showed me my own scruff profile. Yeah, you look like a super spy in that picture. <gasps> Thank you. You like like you work for Interpol or something. Like you're the Danish ambassador to foreign affairs. Foreign affairs. <laughs> yeah. You're also violating one of the cardinal rules of selfies, which is you're looking at yourself on the camera instead of looking at I fucking hate selfies. I like they're I just I can't the fact that I have one and took one and posted it is like that's as far as I can get. Um, Dan, I'll ask you this. How much like information about Mike's sexual interests beyond like the basic like top, bottom, whatever, can you, if you were to read that, would you know anything that Mike's into? Uh, not really, no. Uh, he talks about being a podcaster, programmer. Which there's nothing sexier than being a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really exclusive club. Very few people are actually admitted Yep. And the barrier to entry is high. Yep. And, and, and you and have hot. to be hot <laughs> and just be real good at fucking to get in. The rules of podcasting. <laughs> I was going to say the barrier to entry is high. But enough about my butthole. Let's talk about podcasting. <laughs> uh, see, I think 
what was enjoyable to me and potentially not even on the profile like part of, but like what I liked about being on those apps is I could just very directly say to someone exactly what I wanted them to do to me or yeah. exactly what I was interested where I like don't feel comfortable saying that in person, which that's, I need to work on being direct and assertive assert. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Assertive about, I put the ass in assertive and the insertive and ass insertive. <laughs> it was close. Um, no, okay, and I'll putting stop doing the, this. Putting the in in interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, well, I could I just put the rest in interest. So, <laughs> <laughs> sleeping. Um, I just think that, like, I could more easily over an app be like, "Yo, choke me, slap me, and fuck me." Great, great, and they're like, "Great." So, like, I think you should try. So, okay, okay, hold on. I also have a hard time getting dialed in on how to communicate because because i feel like for every really explicit specific thing that i type i get the i find that fucking offensive or you're gross or just like immediate block versus then be like super try to just converse like your buddies and then maybe something will happen then people are like but i just wanted to fuck so like how do you navigate that okay it's clear. Okay. You need like a instructional course for you and apps like next episode. <laughs> I, it's just you. I, I, the fact that you put the, you're a podcaster on there is like, and programmer. I feel like you're too much on the buddy side of things. Yeah. Like I, I don't like the people that just start right off with a butt picture. Like here's, here's like a close exactly. up of the inside of my anus. And exactly, you're like, exactly. dude, like let's warm up. Let's, I, I mean, I don't want to see that anyway, but like, so you start with like, hey, hey, but like you got to get, you're not friends. So you're not, do you, like you got to get a little bit of a read, but then very early on, you got to talk about into or like that you're a horny or that you're the, have the sexual capabilities of a non-problematic Bill Cosby. Like you just, <laughs> you got to quickly turn it into something good. Okay. If you go for too long of just chatting, then people are going to be like, well, I'm going to get off. So I'm out of here. And I suspect that you're bad at the turning it into the sexual part. Yeah. Big time. Should we ask the listeners to rewrite Mike's scruff profile? For him? <laughs> sure. Would you be willing to post your text on like the Facebook group? How about? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And try it out. Like maybe a different thing every week and see how you fare. Yeah, like we pick the top three candidates, mm-hmm. and then and then I will run each of them for a week. Yeah, and then the winner is the one that I bang the most. Yeah. Oh my god, this like <laughs> this is gonna be like on whatever episode we do, it's just gonna be like firsthand statistics. We don't even need references to BJ, whoever, and and Wallerson, Meanie, or whatever their names were. Freud and Retman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should I do a segment? We haven't done. Oh, so no, I'll do my last segment. Oh, well, I still have. Okay. Can, I'll, I'll do one. Can I do one? You can do as many as you want to, Kyle. Thank you. Well, it's a free country. We'll measure how many you do. Okay. Because I have two more. So. Great. You can put yours in between mine. Um, <laughs> if I had a nickel. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you would have zero nickels. Because <laughs> you're not having sex. Okay. So. For the next part, it's really funny because we got two, we got a bunch of messages from people talking about what they want us to talk about. Um, and two of the messages were. We took a look at their messages. Oh, voyeurism? <laughs> Is that the <laughs> reference you're making? Oh. That was, 
Good one, Mike. Oh, okay. Thanks, so, pal. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I'm new to the... Hey! Hey! <laughs> Quote, unquote, hey, I'm... <laughs> I'm new to the podcast and Facebook group. I saw a request for voyeurism topics. I've always been curious about people who like to be watched. So not necessarily the voyeur, but what's in it for the voyeurie. Uh, yeah. That is from I, Utah Kirk, but I think it's Kirk from Utah. That's my guess. Utah Kirk? Utah Kirk is a badass name, though, if yep. their real name is Utah Kirk. All right, Mr. Kirk. All right, <laughs> all right Utah Kirk. <laughs> Another... What? Go ahead. Another. I was going to answer, but. Oh, like, no, no. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll answer in a second. Another email that we got from Mark says, I'd suggest discussing the symbiotic relationship between voyeurs and exhibitionists, which yep. vo- I love the word voyeury, but yeah, exhibitionist probably more. I recently entered into a dynamic, and in parentheses, a kink BDSM relationship with a guy whose specific kink with me is getting off on watching me be played with in BDSM scenes oh, yeah. while I am finding while I'm finding that my experience is way ramped up by knowing he is watching and enjoying. So oh, wait. most people think voyeurism is a one-way thing where the voyeur is enjoying watching someone's <laughs> and then someone in parentheses S, I like <laughs> think very inclusive, <laughs> um, who does not know he is watching. But in our case, it only really works if we both know he's watching me. Yeah. So they just answered themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they, I just <laughs> paired their emails together so they can, they, there you go. He's getting, he's getting off on it. In a way that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing a segment for us. No, but, um, so the voyeurie or exhi- exhibitionist, what did they get out of it? Well, do you know, have you done the voyeurie part? Yeah. Go, why are you being so catty? Um, wait, catty? Koi? Cagey? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just can't stop thinking about cat pee. So, okay. So not, not really like not explicitly, like not having sex. And I definitely like back when I was like jacked and hot, I definitely like flirted with the idea of being objectified. Mm -hmm. And that was very like validating. For instance, uh, you remember that, that Craigslist used to have missed connections underneath Mm -hmm. of their personals ads. Yeah, so like I would go up to Green Lake and I would run around it shirtless and then like check missed connections to see if anybody saw me. Oh like, my god, that's such a And it happened once. <gasps> yeah. What did they say about you? That's like seems like such an arrogant move that I can't Yeah. They like, said they said that they, they I saw you, blah 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 blah, and then the description that like that matched what I was wearing that day and like Did you rock. respond? No. Really? Really. So like the, I said, I was just flirting with it. Trevor and I were new. I was totally hung up on like not cheating on him, but like figuring out where that boundary was, at least for myself and my mm. own personal moral code and like, th- like being noticed for my body and then somebody expressing that to me, that didn't constitute cheating, at least in the way that I understood it at that time. So I wanted that, but no more and responding that would have been over the line for me yeah. in that zone in our relationship, the way it was then. That makes sense. And also who knows if they're hottie, like, right? They could just be like a, a weird gross pastor that jerks off in bands. Yep. Yep. Um, Plus his name was Craig, which it's his list. <laughs> you get a response from just like a, a default response from Craig <laughs> and his list? You might. Um, I think actually something that resonates with me that I like just realized in the past like couple hours researching this is, yeah, I think the only reason when I've been to like bathhouses or, you know, hooked up with groups, one, 
being the bottom is great, but that like mostly then lends itself to like, I mean, most gangbangs go one way, you know, it's not like, usually it's not a bunch of bottoms and the tops fucking all of them. Like usually they're all anyway. So, so none of them happen in Seattle. (laughs) You'd be, if you look hard enough, you will find that pot of gold. How Um, hard? (laughs) Um, so, I do feel like, and I, I like rarely feel this, but the idea of I'm like the object, yeah, like it's almost like get to be the object, like people, like oh, I'm the thing people get to fuck, and I, like the, I, I so hate how I look, and I'm so self conscious that I, I feel like I can kind of ignore that in the like the sex scenario sometimes, yeah. okay. and just like be like wow, like people are excited and I'm the like, I'm the rare one, you know, I'm the like, that's really interesting though, because in this, in this instance, we're talking specifically about how people look right. Like the, the, to be the voyeurie, to be the exhibitionist, that's, that's ultimately about that visual and aesthetic, right? Like it's not about being the bottom or pleasuring people physically or being the object of their desire from a physical standpoint. It's from a visual standpoint. Yeah, and that's why, like, I don't think I've ever been in, like, strictly voyeuristic or ex- exhibitionist things because they always lead to, like, you know, actual physical stuff. But yeah. I think that's why I'd be more on the exhibitionist side because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to take it, so. So do you think if somebody totally, in a way that you believed, like, they were just so into you in the way that you looked, do you think that you would entertain showing off to them or would your feelings about yourself override that and you would shut it down um immediately thoughts are like yeah my like self-doubt and whatever would be like that i i can't but also like i can't put on that kind of show on my own also part of it is like why we will never have a serious podcast together because like my instinct is to mess up this serious moment with a joke. Yeah. So I would like find a, like, I feel like I'd be like, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if like I did something weird, like, you know, and, and messed it up and just to be to do jokes. So I don't think I could be like in character and it would have to, yeah, it would feel like I was being in character to try to like, you know, Ooh, I'm alone and I'm sexy and Ooh, I'm touching myself or whatever you would do. Like, or like in true lies when Jamie Lee Curtis is stripping for Arnold Schwarzenegger and then she falls down and then like pretends like she tries to recover from that because she's not a professional stripper, but yeah. it's hilarious. No, I've never seen that movie. Great. Um, this Find is a clip of that dad pre <laughs> BM yogurt. Oh yeah. Okay. But I wouldn't entertain that one. I mean, I feel like the guy would have to be like some level of hot for me to, or like attractive to me, um, for me to want to do that. You, would that make it worse? I have another story when you're done. Oh, oh. interesting. Um, I would want the, like, which is weird because it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I'm not messing around with the person looking at me, but I still would want them to be some level of hot. Mm. Um, but I could, I feel like I could do it with, um, like have someone or someone's else there with me. And then I could be that person of like oh you're gonna watch me get fucked or watch me give blowjobs to everyone or whatever like i think that would be fun interesting but but then like yeah it all comes back to like but then i would want that person to like come in and get involved like that's hot to me of like someone watching getting off getting excited and then like coming in and fucking me or something like i don't think i'm the like exclusively look but don't touch that's really interesting i just like dicks like why would you not if there's a dick there that's hot why why wouldn't you want to 
suck it. Maybe like is this a thing that I get and you don't? That's yes. really interesting. I like yes. it. Because <laughs> usually I'm the one that when we're talking about sex stuff, like you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Am I always the whore in our dynamic? No, you're not. Take that it's, back. It's, <laughs> that's so rude. I've worked so hard. <laughs> How hard? Okay. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis can get it too. Like, she, yeah, and then she hits him in the face with the telephone. Um, it, this brings up a, a, an excellent question, though. Is there any difference between voyeurism of the kind that we've been talking about and the dicks we saw in New Orleans, or dudes going to strip clubs and seeing tits and ass on mm. a pole? I do think what kind of pole? <laughs> Metal or human? Okay. Um, I do. I mean, think- it's really, it's really, people think, people think it's the, it's the, like the length of the pole. It's really the thickness of the pole is what makes a yeah. good dance. And how you use that pole. Yeah. And then like the crippled stripper at my bachelor party told me, make sure you wipe down the pole when you're done. Cause you, your like weird body goo is going to make the other person after you fall down and then they're going to break their wrist and then they're going to be a gimpy stripper. You've, you said so many things in that <laughs> sentence. You, when we talk to Andrew Gerza, we're allowed to use the word cripple. I don't know that we're allowed to say that outside of talking to him. Oh, okay. I think he gives us temporary permission. Okay. You might need to revise that and say you're disabled. Did I say, did I say crippled stripper? Yes. It's because it's, it, 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 it um, there's good uh, alliteration there. Cripple no? Strip. Not no, alliteration? There's no alliteration. Onomatopoeia? When the, the vowel sounds are the same? Alliteration is when the first... First letter. First, like, uh, first sound. Like angry apples. Well, fucking fine! Ha! <laughs> That's um, alliteration. Where did you have a disabled stripper? She wasn't disabled. She just had a broken wrist. Oh! Her name was Kay... You were there. Was I? Yeah, we got you a lap dance to see how uncomfortable you'd be. How uncomfortable was I? Very. Was I d- drunk? Why don't I Oh, yeah. This? Okay, great. It was you and me and Trevor. Oh, was this your bachelor And my fraternity party? brothers, Dan and yep, Josh. Yep, and we went yep. to a lady strip club and we went to a dude strip club. And, and the lady strip club... Trevor and I just sat in the corner drinking our drinks, not giggling. wanting to... <laughs> and kind of pointing at the yeah. vaginas. Well, yeah, because there's so much further... Back uh, both of, both of you were like you thought that they were like higher up like it by their belly button yeah it was or just like just below belly button <laughs> no <laughs> more of the taint region i know like way <laughs> far down there who knew um you got an education it was adorable I, uh, but but so like then trevor and i got uh like you, you like i don't remember who did it but but like probably got, dan got, probably one but got us got us a a dance in the private room with the with the with the stripper that had a like a wrist guard on because she <laughs> was injured and then we told her that she was that we were gay and then she was like okay well i still got to do my job so she's like wriggling on us with her boobs out and then talking to us about how awesome doctor who is and the story about how the stripper before her didn't wipe down the pole and she fell down and broke her wrist she broke her wrist on the job, you can sue for that. It was an LNI claim. Wow. Absolutely. And then she was bitching about Obamacare, so eh, whatever. <laughs> so, wow, such a roller coaster. Based on your scruff profile, uh, was her talking about Doctor Who? Did that get you off? I was... <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. Are you into space and time voyeurism? <laughs> kind of. That would be a little bit. I might be into that too now that I invented it. Um, wibbly wobbly timey wimey voyeurism. Yeah. Yep, wibbly wobbly timey wimey 
Oh, Boyerism. Get this. Um, <laughs> okay. My last thing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> is crime. The how's crime. This, how's version. this episode going, Kyle? I, I, there's, I don't. Who? Really, really, we're absolved of responsibility. Wasn't our idea. Oh this is yeah, fucking Brandon's idea. Oh yeah, so. if you don't like this, please email Brandon <laughs> at my name is Brandon internet, and he'll be happy to take your comments. Um, yeah, this was not our choice. We were consensually forced into it. Okay, so the crime version. We've talked a lot about the. F- it's it's been fun and giggles until here. Now it gets serious. Do do. Do you want me to read RCW nine A forty four one fifteen? I. Do it. I don't want you to, but go ahead and do it. In Washington state, a person commits the crime of voyeurism in the first degree. If for the purpose of arousing or gratifying the sexual desire of any person, he or she knowingly views photographs or films, another person without that person's knowledge and consent while a person being viewed, photographed or filmed is in a place where he or she would have a reasonable expectation of privacy or the intimate areas of another person without that person's knowledge and consent and under circumstances where the person has a reasonable expectation of privacy, whether in a public or private place. Voyeurism in the first degree is a class C felony. Um, and it's interesting because that varies state by state. There is no federal like voyeurism law. Yeah, um, it's probably legal in Texas. Probably, as long as it's dudes looking at ladies. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you're a straight dude <laughs> looking at a lady, and there is oil nearby. So, a significant percentage of criminals who commit sexual assault report a history of voyeurism or exhibi- exhibitionism. That's weird. Why? I just don't like that. I don't like it. Why? Because hashtag not all voyeurs. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay let i will voice what i think you're saying is like you're into this thing that sometimes leads a person to commit sexual assault and you don't like you so don't identify with a person who commits sexual assault we all appreciate that about you that like to have them both associated with each other is really weird yeah so but so you're very smart when you say my things. I know. It's like I'm, I try to ask questions to get you to say what I want you to say, and then you don't read my mind and say it, so I just have to say it for you. It's a whole lot of work trying to manipulate you like this. Um, but, yeah, I think there is an important part to take into mind, to keep in mind, to take into account. I got an with... important part to take. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, there is a, there is a bad side, like a, a side of this that – you need to watch out for of what it could turn into. And I mean, we've said it, it's a different thing when it's non-consensual. So the non-consensual kind, a, a lot of people who commit sexual assault, s- sexual assault started with. So it's one of those things like on my favorite murder, I've learned a lot that like sexual assault, things like rape lead to eventually murder. So it needs to be taken more seriously. So I think exhibitionism is an early sign that we need to like look out for exhibitionism uh oh sorry both i mean ex- ex- exhibitionism and voyeurism early thing to look out for hmm. and specifically when it's non-consensual hmm. um so uh according to whatever thing i copied this from because i now forget um sexual deviations coupled with an escalation in behavior lend support to a model of sexual addiction great so I don't know what that means or why I pasted it there, but 
it's there and I said it, so that's good. Um, and there, <laughs> I mean, you didn't say it. Somebody said somebody it. said it, and, and I said it again, it. <laughs> and I don't know who that is. So I'll just give credit to like Tim, Kurt Cameron, <laughs> or something. And there are more convictions and diagnoses. Is that the plural of diagnoses? Yes. Well done. Diagnoses. I just sound like a douche saying that. What's the other word? Oh, naivete. I, like, I just sound like a douche when I say it. Like, or everyone does. Like, but it's the correct thing. So it's like doing a foreign word in the right pronunciation. It makes it Take a like page a, out of my book, Kyle. Give zero fucks. I can't, I just can't. fucking say it. I wish. Okay. So there are more convictions and diagnoses uh, for exhibitionism. And I think that's, I mean, they say like, because of the overt nature of dudes in trench coats, like whipping their way out. Like it's very clear when you pull your dick out, when you're someone who's like jerking off in the bushes, you could just be like, I was just trimming these bushes and, or like, yeah, it's my dick. I I was just petting this cat. It it got the come on itself. Like, you know, (laughs) so, but these are like, uh, there aren't too many studies about it. And, a lot of the like statistics and information we have are like the more like criminal version. So I think that's really, Oh, I wrote a source. I don't know which part of that. Maybe all of it is from Hopkins et al in varieties of intrusion, exhibitionism and voyeurism. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, yes, (laughs) he is, uh, he is Hannibal and voyeuristic studier. Great. Uh, he wrote all of this jerking off in a public space. Where everyone could see. And he loved it. Anthony Hopkins. Has he won an Academy Award? I think just nominated. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony has Hopkins. Has won an Academy Award. For what? Probably Silence of the Lambs. For, for, he, he was did? best actor. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Silence of the Lambs won all five big Oscars. Oh. There are only three movies that have ever done that. What's the other two? That's the most recent. Uh, the first was It Happened One Night. And the second was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Hmm. So like statistically. The five actors being best actor, best actress, director, uh, best picture and screenwriting. Um, someone, and it, like I shouldn't care what like random people on Twitter say, but if people didn't care about it and argue on Twitter, what would Twitter be? Um, so like someone ranked Reddit. <laughs> no, <laughs> Reddit's worse. <laughs> um, someone ranked the order of. I'm already going to, I already know I'm going to cut this. This is getting boring. Uh, there is an order of like who has the most influence on the like success or whatever the quality of a film and like the writer was like the last thing out of the like the six or seven things like director actor like and the writer was last and like it's just so i know i'm biased but i'm like the writer created this whole thing this wouldn't be a thing if someone didn't fucking write this like no one could have done anything else if someone didn't write about it like the writer provided the blueprint for everyone to follow it just bugged the shit out of me okay Okay. Okay. Anyway, what was my my thing was about crime. Don't be a criminal, I guess, is to sum it up. Um, I want to point out that there are, there's a version of this that is actually really scary, really abusive, could lead to sexual assault and bigger things. But that's the, the one, the non-consensual one, the actual hiding a bush, the actual sneaking around and being like a gross pervert. So like when we talk about the things we support and want to do, like just always assume that it's consensual of age human beings. I don't know. What else do you need to make it chill? Like that's about it. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 So I guess just watch out. I have a 15 second segment. (laughs) Okay. 
Do you know what one of the treatments for voyeurism is when it's pathological? No, what? Pornography. Oh, that makes sense. Porn has been shown to be something that can help with treatment of voyeurism. It's like, you love looking at people? Well, guess what? There are people who love you looking at them, and they're called the Internet of Porn. Yep. I love that. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. I'm going to go look at my dick and pee. <laughs> Is that voyeuristic? <laughs> Does it count when you're looking in a mirror? Auto-voyeurism? <laughs> Auto-erotic voyeurism. Mm, I love it. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed on Patreon, now's a good time not to do that because this wasn't, <laughs> this one was creepy. Such good shit. Good yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I mean... I talked about my colonoscopy. colonoscopy. <laughs> Such hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, really healthy, positive shit up in there. I've I, gotten a colonoscopy. I remember during mine, like waking up and saying "ow," and like I'm looking at this monitor that has like, like I can see my, the inside of my butthole on you on were video. You yeah. were put out. Yeah, I wait. Heavy sedation. Did I, I get a colonoscopy then? Because like they stuck a camera up my ass, but I was awake for the whole thing. Were you at a hospital or? <laughs> I this was a hospital, a formal <laughs> hospitalized thing. They didn't put me out, but they did shove a camera up my butt. Wow, great. Are you? I missed out on an opportunity to get fun drugs, uh. and I had to stay awake for this great no now i'm really okay anyway <laughs> we're gonna do our case and we're gonna do our case and straightest but first but first but first that's <laughs> how i went into my colonoscopy um <laughs> our website is gayishpodcast.com we are on facebook twitter instagram uh, youtube your mom uh, linkedin <laughs> um slash gayish podcast we're at gayish podcast and the fun facebook group where we ask people for input on this episode so you could maybe join it and provide input for future episodes is gayishpodcast.com nope is facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast it's a fun group where we all talk and in the form of texting uh, where you post it's this whole internet thing where people write online and you can write back in a form of a comment. Do I need to explain Facebook in more detail or do you think they get it? Okay, great. My, my grandpa's on Facebook. Okay. It's fine. They okay. get it. Okay. Uh, our hotline, if you're a little more old school, you can leave us voice messages or send us text messages. Voicemails? Yeah. You can leave us voicemails or send us text messages. It's 5855-GAYISH. It's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Please remember the three R's. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. It helps us get closer to Dan Savage on the charts, which all I want to do is nuzzle up uh, beside or below him. Put your nose right up in that podcast taint. (laughs) Great. Um, okay, gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. I'll go first. I haven't gone first in a long time. Do it. Okay, great. Um, so the straightest thing about me this week, uh, I accidentally left my laundry in the washer overnight, and I opened the 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 washer, and, like, it's Seattle, so things go bad pretty fast. <laughs> like, I, I feel like back home... Relationships, yeah. <laughs> produce, everything goes bad quicker in here. Uh, yeah, the socialism just ruins nope. everything. Um, I feel like back home in the desert, 
you could leave shit in the laundry for like a couple of days and it was fine. And here it goes bad like immediately. Hmm. Um, like I, it just has that smell. Yeah, that like mildewy yep. mold. Like anyway, yep. open. So, so, but did like, you rewash them? I did. Okay, okay. But the straightest thing about me this week was me like smelling it and I was doing the whole like, is it really that bad? <laughs> Like, could I maybe get away with not? Yeah, like when like, you don't have socks and you go into your laundry and you're like, well. <laughs> yeah, you can't smell the jizz, yeah. so I might as well just put them back on. Um, yeah, so that, yeah. Okay, uh, the gayest thing about me this week, um, as you know, last week I did a pop-up piano bar at the tasting room and I did uh, uh, Prince's song, Nothing Compares to You, but I did the gay version as far as the pronouns were concerned. Oh, I and didn't... nobody noticed, I don't think, but like I did I did all all like yeah. I was did. I there for that part? Or was that early? I forget. <laughs> it didn't matter. I'm busy when I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't yeah, know that's when that is very <laughs> You're I'm I so I went to this past one and I am always very impressed with how well you can say because I having played the piano for so long fucking suck at sight reading and learning music so hard i'm so impressed with how well you can sight read and you sing obviously really well and uh, so i'm I'm just very impressed with you thanks kyle it's not sight reading for what that's worth i mean what is it um i mean you're doing like so like you mean because it's like the chords and you're more i mean that's it's sight reading and improv or you know like yeah 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 whatever that's called but yes i'm i'm the point is put a score in front of me with no changes, like jazz chord changes mm-hmm. written up above it. I am fucked. But and like, eh. don't you're trying to get your way out of this compliment. Thank you. The I'll when, just say thank you and shut up. Okay, is that what you want? Fuck. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so difficult to give a compliment these days. Are you uh, Are you going to be performing again this month in March? Yes, and and. Mm-hmm almost certainly april and probably may so it's been successful enough we're going to keep doing it for a while that's awesome so it's the last wednesday of every month at the tasting room in pike place market in seattle cool um and you're also going to that wedding that you mentioned so like who knows what's going to happen over the next this month with recording so yeah i'm going to be in dublin and in galway and and in that boy and in that well hopefully i mean we'll see or he'll be in someone will be in someone hopefully my guess is he's six foot eight and skinny and white so oh, like there's his dick n- goes down to his ankles there's no way that's going in me yeah though <laughs> i'll try i was gonna say but we're gonna have to settle for just me being in him i think <laughs> it's, it's difficult <laughs> so, sounds rough okay um my and so much foreskin I bet. Oh, mm. yeah. oh my god! I bet his foreskin is bigger than my whole dick. <laughs> Same. <laughs> he could wrap. He could wrap my body in his foreskin like a present. Okay. My gayest thing. I got. <laughs> I got a haircut last week, and anytime like you did, yeah, and everyone noticed and said so, and then you had to pretend not to be awkward about it. Did I do good? You did great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel like whenever I, like, right after I get a haircut is when I'm gayest because it's like, you know, it, like, kind of looks good right after because my, like, haircut person did it and I didn't, obviously I didn't do it because the other times when I do it, it looks like, you know, I woke up and shuffled hair around and, which is what I do. So, yeah, like, uh, that's haircut, post haircut. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I get all my power. Um, 
the streets and you trimmed your beard like, and I, I, yes yes i believe dan said that i looked like i had groomed myself <laughs> which is fair in that i don't always that that's accurate yeah <laughs> um my straightest thing okay this is a i was thinking about it and i don't know if I've, i don't think i've used this one like every business meeting i'm in feels like it's straight like i don't know i yeah. think it's like the you know, the default assumption or the corporate world or something, or maybe it's like when I'm with my friends, I get to be my authentic self. And when I'm in the business world, it's just or closer to your authentic close. Self. Yes. Nobody really gets to know the real you. The end, and <laughs> boy, are they lucky. Um, but like just being in business meetings feels like a indirect way of pretending to be a straight person. It's like playing the, part of a straight person talking about business. I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, it feels weird. It doesn't feel like I'm my gay self and you know, I, I don't know. So yeah, my straightest thing is business meetings. Um, I think it was last week's on uh, Seth Meyers, the late show mm -hmm. said Donald Trump sometimes talks like a six year old thinks business is done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and i feel like that in business so meetings sometimes true. i'm yeah. like oh everyone's saying big adult words and yeah being all like posture and like, yeah they're trying to like be the one with the idea or their team is responsible but they don't have to do it or whatever they're yeah or, or like how many people how many people in business meetings just like make sure that they say things oh yeah like, oh yeah I'm, you're not offering anything to nope. the conversation but you you you, you had to talk you yeah. took control that of the room like and said stuff straight for you dude kind of thing like and the stereotype of women is that they don't do that dumb yeah. thing that dudes dudes which I, I, there's probably studies on like you know the way women and men behave in corporate environment i'm gonna stop talking about this i don't know what i'm talking about great business meetings okay yeah so that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> a special thank you as always to charlie finn for the use of our theme music and thank you to the voyeurs that get consent first because you're the ones that are doing the good stuff thank you to freud for making me think i want my mom to bang me yeah and thank you to your mom for not wanting to bang you and you not wanting to bang her and just I, being an all-around awesome person I mean, she's commented on our instagram thing so she's on that and hello the jury is out on that i think oh boy yeah um <laughs> that's a random disgusting thing that you threw in there at a weird time yep <laughs> and thank you to the end of this episode because i need it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um thank you to it for being needed yeah, that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you Unless next week. Unless you see us first. And you don't know about it. Take your pants on, please. I want to watch you fuck. And you. hear me as I will sing. Hey, and by the way, do you hear what your words bring oh p.s i'm gay -ish. um so <laughs> i just got the power machine falling down <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious <laughs>